We're a pioneer church based in Loughborough in the UK. Our mission is to make disciples to establish heaven on earth. Um, so yeah, I'm Becky. Um, I first came to Open Heaven, well, I came to Loughborough in 2015 to study English and sports science. So I've been around for a little while now and like a bunch of other people in this room, um, I then decided to stay in Loughborough afterwards and make Loughborough my home. And I'm part of an amazing small group called Follow. Big up Follow. Um, yeah, it's great. We love it. Um, and I'm also part of the OH1 team. Um, so I have the privilege of carrying on this series of James today. So last week, um, Luke kicked us off. He introduced us to who James is and what this um, letter is all about. And if you missed it, you can go back and watch that talk on YouTube or um, by the podcast. Um, so I won't go over all of that again. But what I will remind us of is that this letter is full of challenge. And not just because, um, well, it's not because James wants us to feel bad, but it's because he wants us to grow and to learn and to live righteous lives. So James is constantly throwing out these lines of wisdom to help the Christians he was writing to. And all of what he says is so relevant to us today as well. So I'm going to be picking up where Luke left off last week. So um, like Piers wonderfully read out, we're still in chapter one. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to verse 19. Uh, we're going to jump straight into it. There's a lot of wires going on here. It's a trip hazard, everyone. There we go. Um, right, verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So we're only three verses in and there's already so much to unpack here. So we're going to take it bit by bit. So my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. So James is like, this is important. This is a listen up, get your highlighters out kind of moment. Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. So, so often we can be quick to hear, but not quick to listen. And there is an important difference, isn't there? So much so that I, am, I recently found out about this exercise called Indaba Groups, uh, which is based on a conference that's held between the Zulu and Kosa tribes, or people of South Africa. And the idea is to be active listeners so that everyone feels heard and understood. And um, essentially, one person um, speaks for a little while, and then the person listening then feeds back what they heard. And I took part in one of these groups recently, and what was really interesting was I picked up on so much more stuff that I wouldn't have done if it weren't for me properly engaging with what was being said and properly like listening in without any distractions. And so the act of listening and not just hearing is so important. And yes, it's good to listen well to one another, but... I'm just going to jump to verse 21 for a second because I think James is also challenging the recipients of this letter to not only listen to one another, but also listen to the word of the Lord. So verse 21 says, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the, and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So like Luke mentioned last week, um, James was a prominent leader in the church and the brother of Jesus. And so he would have been passionate about sharing Jesus's teachings. 
And in fact, a lot of what James says echoes um, a lot of uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which you can find in the book of Matthew. So when James challenges us to humbly accept the word planted in you in verse 21, I think there's a challenge to listen, to not just hear, but to listen to the word of the Lord and not let it go in one ear and out the other, but let it dwell in you. Let it change you. Let it move you to action. In Colossians, a letter written by the Apostle Paul, he says this, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So Paul's saying, let the message of Christ change you. Let it teach you. Let it guide the way that you live. And we'll come back to exactly what this message is in a little bit. But for now, let's move on um, with where we were in James. So everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. So this is some good advice, isn't it? Because we all know that words carry weight. What we say and the way we say it is so important. And I'm going to hold my hands up here. When I was preparing for this, I got to this bit and I laughed out loud a bit, a little bit. And I was like, there's no way I can speak on that because I unfortunately seem to have this like really faulty filter between my brain and my mouth. And it lets through a lot more than it should. Um, and there were so many times, like on a daily occurrence, where I'll say something and then just immediately think, oh, no, did I just say that out loud? I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, but it seems to happen a lot to me. And most of the time, it's fine and it's funny, and I just look like an idiot for a bit and we move on. But I don't think James is referring to these times when we like accidentally call our teacher mum and dad or you know something stupid like that. I think what James is probably referring to is those times where what we say is unwise and unkind. James is calling us to a higher standard where self-control and wisdom rule over the need to be heard. And let's be honest, this is really hard at times and made even harder when we're holding on to resentment or anger, which leads me nicely onto the next part of verse 19. So everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. In Ephesians, Paul puts it another way by saying, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. So the wisdom book of Psalms is also littered with one-liners about not letting anger that get the better of us because unrighteous anger can make us do and say things that are not in alignment with who God has called us to be so we can lash out we can do things in haste when emotion gets the better of us we can do really unkind things and what James and Paul are saying here is that this is dangerous because that uncontrolled emotion can lead to sin and not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, we will all experience anger. There's not a challenge here for us to stop feeling and stop being human, but it's what we do with that anger that matters. We can experience righteous anger, that anger that's directed towards things that also make God angry, like injustices in the world. And maybe in that moment, we can get moved to kind of stand up for the oppressed or serve the poor. But we can also experience 
human anger that moves us to unrighteous action. And that is where we can ask the Holy Spirit to increase in us those gifts of patience, of gentleness, of kindness, of self-control, so that we refrain from sin and produce the righteousness that God desires. So everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Verse 21, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So I touched on this earlier that James is calling us to listen and accept the word, but he goes one step further in the next set of verses. Verse 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. So again, this theme of listening and being moved to action comes up. So let's just focus on this analogy of a mirror for a second. So mirrors reflect who they are, don't they? They expose things that we can't always see ourselves. But instead of exposing our kind of physical features, the mirror that is held up to us when we listen to the word is the mirror that reflects our character. And James is saying that if we just take a glance at that mirror and then walk away without letting it affect the way that we live our lives, we might as well have not looked at it at all. So let's just carry on to the next verse, verse 25. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So now James is saying that glancing at that mirror produces one result but looking intently produces another. But what is this perfect law that he's referring to? Well, to find it, we're going to jump to Matthew 22, verse 34 to 40. So if you want to go there with me, feel free. If not, I'll read it out. Um, So the heading is the greatest commandment. And it says this, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So this is the perfect law. It all boils down to these two commandments. And so with that in mind, let's go back and read those verses in James. And in fact, we'll go to the end of the passage. So verse 25, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law, those two commandments that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So it's one thing to read those commandments, but another one to live it out. So how do we outwork these commandments and I think there's many answers to that question but I'm just going to list three ways that I think we can do this so the first way is to speak words of love 
So again, in verse 26, James calls us to keep a tight rein on our tongues. He's calling out the hypocrisy of religious leaders who go through the rituals, but then don't let what they say reflect the heart of God. So earlier when we were looking at being slow to speak, I said that our words are weighty. So that means that they can do a lot of damage, but it also means that they can do a lot of good. When we are slow to speak and wise with our words, we can encourage the people around us. We can show love to our neighbours. So the first way is to speak words of love. The second way we can live out these commandments is by serving others. In verse 27, James lists orphans and widows as people that we can help, but I think they just represent two groups in society. And earlier this year, we did a whole series on justice and looked at what heavenly justice is. And so um, you can listen back to that whole series to figure out why um, we take this so seriously. But serving others is a really practical way for us to live out the command of loving our neighbours. And I just wanted to share a few um, examples of how that we how we can do this and so all of these were actually taken from the open heaven facebook groups this week so if you're not part of those then uh, chat to nathaniel because he can get you in um yeah this is where all of these um all these opportunities are posted so the first one is um we could be lost child officers at loughborough fair Oh, fabulous. Um, there's a slide. So, um, every year there's a fair in Loughborough. And um, basically, you can imagine with large crowds, lots of people, sometimes children or vulnerable adults get separated from their group. So I believe it's since 2016, Open Heaven has provided a team of volunteers who cover every hour of the fair and work with the stewards to help reunite children and vulnerable adults with their parents and carers. And um, so this is a really, really good way to be able to like, bless the people of Loughborough and serve our town. So I believe if you scan that QR code, it will take you to all of the information that you need um, about helping out. And we need a male and female volunteer for every slot, but head to, we'll, we'll show you this at the end as well, but um, do that and you'll be able to find out more about the opportunity. Um, the second one is to hope, help a local resident with some gardening. Oh, this photo comes out all the time whenever we mention something to do with gardening or like weeding or anything. <laughs> we need more photos. Um, but yes, um, I believe, so Aidy from OH2 put a post about helping a local resident with some gardening on Saturday, the 15th of October. So I think that's this Saturday. Um, a few people did it last year and it really um, blessed this lady. And so um, if you're free and available, head to that post and let Aidy know that you're up for helping out because that would be great. And um, the third way, it's a little bit further afield, um, but we can help this wonderful project called SOS Chai. So um, last month, a few of us went to France, and whilst we were out there, we got to help out with this project called SOS Chai, um, which supports refugees in the city of Com and provides them with a meal twice a week. And we had a really amazing time getting to know the boys and um, the SOS Chai team. Um, but winter is coming in it's getting a lot colder you can probably tell from one of these photos that we got pretty soggy one day it was absolutely pouring down with rain um and 
yeah, these guys just don't really have the clothes at the moment to keep them warm and dry. Many of them are rough sleeping. Um, so they really need some stuff to keep them um, healthy throughout the winter. And so there's a list of stuff there. Um, but James is hoping to go back towards the end of November with a carload of stuff to give to them. So um, where is, is James here? James is there. So um, chat to James at the end um, if you want to find out more or any of us. Um, just worth noting, it's mainly um, like men's stuff that they need. Um, but yeah, those are just three... Um, three really quick examples of stuff that's going on across the church and across the town. And I know there'll be so many more, I just couldn't possibly mention them all. But my point is, if you don't know where to start, there are so many things going on. Maybe you've just moved to Loughborough and you're just getting your head around things. There's a lot that you can join in with already. You don't have to kind of reinvent the wheel. So back to outworking those commandments. So the first one was speak words of love. The second one was serving our neighbours. And the third way that we can look intently into the perfect law and live it out is by living with wholehearted devotion to God alone. And I end on this one because, as Jesus said, this is the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. So this letter is full of good challenge and so much wisdom. There's so many great lessons in here. But I think, or maybe this is just me, but sometimes you can come away and you can be like, okay, okay. So I've got to be quick to listen and slow to, slow to speak and slow to become angry. But then I've also got to serve the poor. And it's like, Bleh. there's just this long list of stuff to do and we don't really know where to start. So I think coming back to this commandment is really helpful because... Often our actions flow from this place of loving God. It's like a natural consequence of loving him. It's like saying, God, I love you, therefore I'm going to treat your people well. I'm going to honor them in the way that I speak to them and the way that I serve them. And God, I love you so much, so I'm going to listen to your words and let your words dwell within me and move me to action. So spend time with him. Read the Bible and learn more about his character. Worship him and him only. Because the greatest commandment for us as Christians is this. To love your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind.